Hey listeners, this is Benji Nichols, host of Rhymes with Decora. A quick note about today's show, uh, and the fact that I know I have a few younger listeners out there who like to catch this show. Uh, if you're catching this with your parents, I'll just give a word of caution. Today's show does deal with some adult themes, but also some teenager themes. Uh, talking about social media and being responsible in using social media. Uh, my guest has a lot of experience and is an amazing leader, so I do want you to listen to the show. If you've got kids under the age of 10, you can uh, decide for yourself if you feel comfortable with that, or if you'd like to listen to it first, and uh, check it all out at decora.fun if you're looking for other shows to listen to. I will also mention at the top of this show that the nationwide line for suicide crisis or emotional stress is 988. You can dial that from any phone, and that is a resource for help anytime. On with the show. Thanks. Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. I'm your host, Benji Nichols, uh, bringing you stories about communities you love by people you trust. Uh, an important show that we are bringing in today. I am uh, excited to have this person with us. It has taken a little bit of time to connect for multiple reasons, uh, but someone who is from Decora and I'm excited to have here, Kim Carr. Welcome to the show. Thank you for making time to be here today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Benji, for having me. This is great. For our listeners, uh, Kim, you currently do not live in the Midwest, which is why we are talking to you on the phone today. Where are you today? I'm in California. I live in Antioch, which is like an hour east of San Francisco. But I do come back to Cora often and stay with my parents for a couple weeks at a time. Yeah. And, uh, and vacation and have fun there, for sure. I was going through my emails and my notes on the podcast here just as the new year came about. And I think it was a year ago that you and I were talking about connecting to do this show. So <laughs> apologies. You know, everybody's busy. You're busy. I'm busy. The world is a busy place. Uh, and man, you are doing some amazing work. I should introduce you actually as the executive director of uh, Digital for Good, which is an amazing company that you've been working with, not company, organization, uh, for quite a while now. Uh, and you and I have connected on that front a couple of times, and I think we need to get to that part of the story. But uh, as we do here on the show, let's roll it back a little bit. You were a Decora kid. We grew up uh, not quite together, but pretty close, right? Like a year apart, two years, somewhere right there. Yeah, I'm class of 97. So that's, I think what I was, apart. that's what I was thinking. 97. That's awesome. Decorah High School. Of course, your folks have been in town for a long time. Lots of history there with your family. Uh, so lots of fun connections to Decorah here. You graduated from high school in 97. What was your path in regards to education or leaving Decorah and what was next? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So right after I graduated um, there, I went up to Upper Iowa University, go Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> go Peacocks. I got recruited to play softball there and then started playing soccer as well at Upper Iowa. Yeah. And soon they started a new program and so it's pretty cool. And then graduated with my bachelor's of science in physical education and health. And then from there I got the football coach at the college was the one that said, told me about a PE position out in California where I'm at now. Uh, and oh, so cool. I did a phone inter- did a phone interview, never even been to California and uh, landed that job. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty uh, epic kind of a story for sure. I, I have a, a personal story similar to that. I think the best way to land in California is sight unseen. I, I don't know if there's any other way to do it. I think you just gotta, you just gotta dive. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I was, I was sold on, you're in the middle of cornfield, but you're an hour or two Sacramento, San Francisco. You can go to the snow if you miss it, but you're in warmth all year long. So I was like, uh, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I taught uh, PE for 13 years, middle school, 
um, physical education and leadership for 13 years, athletic director, activities director, and then started seeing all kinds of issues that were happening online. Everything from like fake pages, hate pages, really passive aggressive text messages. Students were getting asked for nudes. They were sending nudes. There was a huge case that actually happened in my area where there were uh, 26 middle school girls who sent nude pictures. And when I say that, that means little to no clothing. So it could be with pajamas, swimsuit, underwear. They took them in a certain kind of way that these boys were then collecting them. Uh, and then the boys then were like, hey, either do this to me in the bathroom or I'm going to send these pictures to somebody else. And it became a big case. And I somehow started becoming a professional because I was talking to my students about the situation. Wow. And then that's how it kind of got started of uh, everything from that because we had some situations that happened in my school with a fake site that we just t- started teaching kids how to use it, right, for the right reason. What year was that when you were in that, getting into that uh, type of work? Yeah, so our nonprofit's been around for 10 years, but then two years before that, before we turned into a nonprofit. So that would be 09. Yeah. Uh, is when, well, 09 is when we started it's Talking absolutely, it. it's absolutely incredible to me. I and mean, I think back even to when we were in high school, I mean, I remember getting my first email, uh, headed, I think I was in college. It was right around there. Right. I mean, like my actual <laughs> email address and like the process of getting online and what it was like, and just like how much more sheltered you were in the online world in a lot of ways. And just how quickly that changed for young people. And, you know, it's a skill set, right? Like you learn how to be a digital citizen. You learn how to interact online or hopefully at some point you learn how to do that. Um, but those skills came on honestly pretty quickly for a, for a generation, right? And, and as a teacher, I can't imagine watching the onset of that and just going like, oh my gosh, like, are there any tools to, you know, to deal with this, to teach this, to look at this, right? I mean, that's kind of the situation you were in. Yeah, 100%. So basically what happened was in my school, someone made a fake uh, Facebook page is where it started on a teacher at my school. They used a, an image that he, they found on him and then they pretended like they were him, making really mean comments about other people. Uh, my school only has 500 students at it, and there are over 1,000 people who actually follow that account. So that's the power of social media, right? Wow, um, yeah. Finally, one student came and told me, because it wasn't reported uh, for, for over two weeks. Finally, one student came and told me, and at first I was like, well, why did anybody say anything? Like, well, snitches get stitches, right? Like, that's the mentality oh, that this man. generation has, right? And it's been around <laughs> since we were kids, right? right. And they... And now it's so hard because if you do snitch, like you, you have to pay an aftermath of it and uh, it's hard. And so I, they didn't know what to do. So we started talking about what they could do. Like, hey, you could have reported this anonymous. You could have commented. Uh, you could have, you know, texted. And then they're like, well, I don't want to comment because like nobody else is. I go, well, then you could have texted other people to get them to comment, right? Like you, sometimes someone has to be the first. So yeah. we started talking about all these different things that they could have done. Um, and then a year later, someone made a fake Instagram page and the exact same teacher. But this time, they actually followed the advice I gave, right? Of There were over 35 people in favor of taking it down, commented. They texted their friends because they weren't the only ones commenting. Uh, there, there were nobody, no, nobody followed the account. Instead of it going on for over two weeks, it was shut down in under 45 minutes. Wow. And it wasn't Instagram who took it down. It was the user because there was enough people who said, hey, my name is and I don't approve of this, right? Like that's basically what they were saying Yeah. with their respectful comments, not rudely commenting. Because if you rudely comment, what does that make people do? Right. <laughs> it just starts a dumpster fire right online of <laughs> making comments back. Absolutely. And so um, like that's just training them how to do that. So we just taught them how to be what we call digital first responders. 
right? That they were the yeah. first ones to the scene. Just yeah. like if you saw a car accident, you at least call 911. Love so, that. So teaching them that, teaching them that digital first responder moves is, is an adult, you know it, because there's right. so many adults who make rude comments online that we need to call it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we could, we could talk a whole hour about that, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I think what's interesting to me is like in the midst of all this happening, you're an educator. Like this is one issue. I, I just had a conversation with our, our superintendent. Uh, right. And, and just like, you know, administration has a whole other level of things they're thinking about. Your teachers have a whole level. Your staff has a whole level. You're, you're everyone that's involved. Right. And you have a whole other myriad of things to be dealing with. Meanwhile, this is becoming like a larger and larger and larger issue, right? So what was the process, I guess, like you saw this, this need for it? What was the process of diving into that and going like, okay, here's how we respond and here's what we're going to do? Yeah, so I, I was a leadership teacher as well, which is basically like student council. But here in California, it's an actual class. And so we're, I was very connected with the California Activities Directors Association, which they're in charge of all the student councils. And so they actually had me go speak at uh, summer camp and talk about basically digital etiquette because back then that's when, you know, phone devices were going skyrocketed. And then from there, like there were 350 kids in the workshop, all of them stayed after to talk about all their issues that were having with devices, everything from people prank calling them to passive aggressive texting. There was even a school that stayed after to tell us that um, a kid Skyped and died of suicide. And so now you have two families affected because the kid who dies of suicide, but then the, the girl he actually called and shot himself uh, in front of, she's oh, affected, man. right? Yeah, that's awful. So, like, you know, it, so it was like the, it, this entire community was hurting and didn't know what to do. Like, what could we have done? And how do we make sure people are using these devices? And how do we get help? And all these things were coming up. So I started reaching out saying like, hey, this is a problem. Someone needs to do something about it. And everyone's like, well they relate to you. <laughs> they like what you say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, right. Oh, like nobody, nobody wanted to do anything. And then I ironically also sent messages to companies like Google and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Right. And was like, Hey, I'm seeing this as a problem. 13 steps to report anything. You're using some really big words that I don't have no clue what this means. How do you expect a teenager to report this? And even an adult when they're trying to report a, you know, a nude picture of their kid, this is really hard. And I wasn't re- expecting them to reach out. And then they did. And I started get asked, being asked to come in and, and, you know, sit down and just help them talk through uh, what they could do to change. And that's, then I said, well, if you're bringing me, yeah, if you bring me, you got to bring students because they got to be part of the solution. Yeah. Well. And that's incredible. Do you think it was because of a way that you reached out or because you were already in the Bay area, maybe you were kind of in their neighborhood or what do you think it was? I think it's a little, well, it's ironic. So it's the funny thing is, yeah, I mean, it's a small world, um, definitely. So a little bit of both. I think they, they reached out to me through email, but then I, we, and we had, I gave them suggestions through email. And then the lady then asked me more and I said, well, I'm going out and doing training and here's a list of schools. And one of the schools was her alma mater up in um, the Napa area. Wow. And so she's like, hey, that's my alma mater. I'm going, I, I used to go to St. Helena. So she actually came and saw one of the presentations. Uh, and then that's when I started being on their trust and safety team for back then it was called Twitter. Now it's called X. Um, so I was asked to be on the trust and safety team and invited to come in um, uh, to these meetings, right? And it's very interesting because you go into these meetings and there's celebrities. There's the creator of uh, Black Lives Matter, Right. There's these like really powerful, like lawyers, uh, all these people. And I'm having massive, 
Um, like, why I, am I in this room? I literally was just <laughs> right? about to say what an unbelievable situation to find yourself in, right? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you're sitting there like, why am I in this room? But then I had to remind myself, well, I'm here as a representative of students and even parents because the, the lingo that these people are using, like, I was lost for quite a few years like doing this job because they were using words. I had, I had to look up everything. Uh, so I'm, that's what I was fighting for was like, you've got to use average person language. Like you guys are in this every day that like you've got to change how you speak to your clients. So, and that's what they started changing. And you can see when you go report, they've narrowed it down to maybe, maybe it's six options. The wording is way more simplified. It's a really nice kind of way of what they do things, which is really cool. That is absolutely amazing. I should uh, give a shout out again uh, right away. Uh, so Kim Carr is our special guest today. Kim, uh, Decor graduate, class of 97, uh, and has been in California for several years, both as an educator and now as the executive director and co-founder of uh, Digital for Good. So that's digital, the, the number four, good, digital for good. Uh, and it can also be found online at iCanHelp.net, iCanHelp.net uh, or hashtag. Um, so yeah, an amazing story. Kim, of just kind of how you found yourself in that position um, and and also stepping up to the challenge, right? You certainly had other things going on in your life at that time. Uh, I can only imagine like, a full a full gamut of responsibilities in your work and to start seeing this as, as a thing you're going to take on, right? How did that work out in a professional kind of life uh, or work-life balance uh, that you saw these opportunities happening? Uh, I definitely got a business coach to really help me think things through and, and, uh, help prioritize and, you know, get your time management locked in. I think everyone always asks like, Hey, how, how are you so productive? And I said, well, I was a middle school teacher for 13 years. You only have a 45 minute prep period to plan a whole bunch of stuff in 45 minutes. So <laughs> that's the secret, <laughs> um, on that is being really productive on, on knowing your time management and what you can do in a, in a certain time block. And have, I think it's a big one, too, that people forget about is you have to celebrate your wins, small and large. And I think that's where uh, I found way more balance is when I started celebrating small and big wins. Uh, Absolutely. Um, and, 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 so, and making sure I celebrated that with friends and with peers um, on, those, on those big events because it just helps you with those. And then quarterly, I try to have something to look forward to so you can kind of aim yourself there. And that's how you keep that, that balance. So. Yes, quarterly, I make sure I have it on my calendar to go to Decorah and play some pickleball and, and uh, bike and all that fun stuff that you can do. I love that. That's awesome. And I love that you do still come back. I mean, you guys, I know from your class and from a, a crew of folks I knew from high school, there's still a strong showing of that uh, era around this area and educators as well, uh, working in, in the decor system and around around the world and all sorts of folks doing amazing stuff. So it's a, it's a very cool thing. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break here. You are listening to Rhymes of Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. My special guest today is Kim Carr, the executive director and co-founder of Digital for Good. We're going to be back with Kim in just a second and uh, hear more about what the organization does and everything that's happening. We'll be right back. Rhymes and Decor. Hi, this is Aaron Henning Nichols, founder and editor-in-chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. Find us on stands across the Driftless, or check out our new website, or become a member at iloveinspired.com. 
creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And the voice of my partner in business in life, Aaron Henny Nichols, co-founder of Inspired Media right here in Decorah, Iowa. And uh, this is also a project of Inspired. Find everything online. I love Inspired.com. Become a member. Support us. Uh, hear what it's all about. Read what it's all about. Find us on racks across the region. More importantly, our guest today, Kim Carr, co-founder, executive director of Digital for Good. Uh, Icanhelp.net is where you can find all the information. Kim, thank you again for taking time out of your schedule, finding time to be here and tell us about everything you've been up to the last several years. In the early days, you're starting up a nonprofit. You're still working in public, public education, figuring out how to wrangle all these subjects. And again, we're talking about kind of, you know, a decade ago, roughly. Is that right? Yeah, it's been around 10 years. Yeah, it's hard to believe. And man, social media in general has grown just exponentially since that time even, right? Um, when you were starting out, you know, what were the platforms you really saw students in? And what are the platforms that you see students and younger people in today? Where do you think it's at? Yeah, great question. I mean, it gets so fun to watch the evolution of everything, right? Back when we started, it was Facebook, but then they started shifting. That's when Instagram started getting bigger. There was one like called Kick that was like a texting app, like a free texting app that they were on. Uh, and then every year there's new ones that get popped up and then they don't survive. And the, the biggest reason why they don't survive, which a lot of people don't realize, is because they don't have a safety key. And so they usually get like lawsuits on them because there were suicides and things like that, that no one realizes why they didn't survive. Um, so that's kind of the, the process that people don't realize why they don't last. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Find, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely been an evolution. Uh, we're partners with, with all of them. We get to work with like, the, you know, the TikToks and the Snapchat. Um, TikTok is definitely still one of the highest ones that's being used. I'm, I'm seeing Snapchat kind of having less. I think it's more of a glorified texting app. I think it's easy to use just because you can send a image and you don't get your storage like saved up. That's why a lot of the youth use that one still just because sure. it's an easy, um, easy one to use. Uh, but I mean, I think Instagram is definitely Instagram and TikTok are the leading ones for, for our youth still today. Yeah. You and I have talked in the past a little bit. Um, I've had multiple experiences and I was on Facebook forever. Uh, I've been a social media mm -hmm. user for many, many years. Um, and I finally, last year, I decided to pull the plug on Facebook at least for a while. And, and it was a really good thing for my mental health just personally. Uh, and it's funny because I've, I've done a couple interviews with folks here where like, particularly through the pandemic and the outside of, you know, coming out of the pandemic, um, where, you know, the communities that were created online really became lifelines for a lot of people. Uh, uh, and, and in particular, a couple of stories I can think of here, probably just because of being in the rural Midwest of more adults, uh, you know, maybe even a little later in age who are, you know, possibly a little more isolated um, and just how positive that was for them to have an outlet uh, every day. They check in with their group, their people, their whatever, and, you know, just kind of a little bright spot in the day. Um, that's the that's the best part of social media. Right. Um I think we see examples of that, but there are also a lot of negatives of social media, right? And I think everybody's different in how they process that uh, and how they interact with that. But in terms of your company, Digital for Good, your goals really have been to look at those and how young people interact with them, right? And then just trying to help them, right? Educate, engage, and lead is what you've really kind of hung your hat on. Is that right? Yeah. So we originally, our company name was called Hashtag and Help. And then we had an event called Digital for Good to, to recognize people who are using it for the right reasons to really try to motivate, you know, more people to use it for good. 
and people just resonate with that. So yeah, we totally are now underneath digital for good is our three pillars. If I can help, I can help educate which is our curriculum courses and our training. So we go in and do school presentations, which last year I was at the middle school in Decora and did one of our presentations and we even do parent nights and then we have curriculum that backs it up. And then the second pillar is engaged. That means engaging online, like are using it for good online engages also our events that we have. Uh, Aaron Judge from the Yankees is one of our ambassadors. Uh, he's a California kid. He went to school out here in California, and his both of his parents were PE teachers. That's kind of how I got connected to that family on that end because his mom was on a board with me. And so he's our ambassador. So we have meet and greets with him that he gets to talk to students about using digital for good. And, uh, and then the third pillar is I can help lead, which is our internship and mentoring, that we need people to help lead the way of showing people how to use it for the right reasons. Because you know, you get to curate your, your social media. And so, yeah, if, if a site like Facebook is not feeling like, man, there's people who are negative on here, then you just have that choice, right? Talk off it. Like, why are you on there? You get to curate your own social media experience on what you want and who you want to follow. You get to, you know, that's why it's like, you get to choose who you want to follow and who you want to see and those different things. You have the power to even mute people. If you don't want to be disrespectful and unfollow them, you can just mute them so you don't have to see their their political views that they annoy you or frustrate you, right? So, like, that's the power of digital, and that's what these companies have done, but it's everyone's responsibility to use it for the right reasons and use it for good. Yeah, and like so many things as a young person, you know, like, there's just a certain, like, you have to learn one way or the other, right? Hopefully, you, you have to learn how to be, um, how to interact, uh, hopefully successfully, but also, you know, in a, in a productive way. Uh, and that's something, boy, you know, our daughter is just, you know, in those preteen years. And um, it's really, boy, it is, as a parent, like, it is really scary. That's not always the way I like to describe it, because it's also like, there's so much opportunity out there. And like we were laughing about earlier, when you look at like the years we came out of high school in the late 90s, and what existed then to what existed 10 years after that, not alone, you know, 20 or 25 years later, here we are, and, and the tools and the opportunities that do exist out there. So, you know, it's something we have to embrace, and we have to let young people embrace, because they are the future. And these are tools that are extremely powerful and can help, you know, do all sorts of really Really cool things in the world. Um, but it's just getting to that point, right? And then helping them engage in that way. One of the things you mentioned, I know, is having, you know, real like strong student leadership and volunteerism uh, and, and mentors and those types of things. Do you want to talk a little bit about that with Digital for Good and, and I Can Help and, and just the ways you have done that or the successes you've seen? I know you have an amazing team of people, right? Yeah. So we're actually a very small, like paid, paid employees. We don't have that many. What we do have is very strong leadership and volunteers. So we have two internship programs. The ones are called our annual team and they meet for a whole, they meet all year, once a month and they have mentors that facilitate those meetings. And they're working on more like the student led, student run, student initiative projects to make sure the student voice is really there. And uh, they're on different teams, everything from graphic design, video production, marketing, PR, and they're doing real hands on stuff to make sure that the voice is there and recruiting, right? on that end so we can everything we make is made with students for students so they're they're they really are at the table with us and then the seasonal is uh internship is all college students either doing it for college credit or for experience and they're helping us more with the business side of things and then again what we do is we we team up with corporates or even other company people who are doing this and they jump on calls the students in charge of the project and the the mentors just come on and give them advice ideas so we're working towards um we have a big event February uh, 5th at, at Google in New York City. And uh, so it's our Digital for Good Summit where we get to recognize people and bring 
the company people together to talk about what we're doing to make things safe. And so we had mentors from CDW, which is a big, big corporate company. They brought their employees on to help us with the marketing. So the students got to work with them and hear their thought process and also work with another team about press releases. So that's kind of the neat thing about us is that they all get to help out. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And I, my, one of my next prompts for you is actually going to be about the, the annual event that you've been producing here the last few years. I know last year we talked about it. There was a moment where I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, could I, could I come to LA and we could talk about this and record a bunch of shows? Uh, so you're in Los Angeles last year. You're in New York this year and, and you are interacting mm-hmm. with those companies. You're interacting with high level people. Uh, not only students are you bringing in, but also people from social media companies, you know, that are there and working. And, um, you know, can you talk about just that event, I guess, a little bit more and just like how it has grown and and what your vision of it is? Yeah, this is our sixth year doing it. So the first year was at Twitter. The second year we turned it into a two-day event and it was at Supercell, which is a gaming company, and Google. And then the third year was at Instagram and Facebook. And then our fourth year, it was uh, virtual and Providence Health and TikTok were our big sponsors on that one and um, Visco. And then last year it was down in Santa Monica, California, LA area um, at a content creator space. And then this year it's at Google in, in New York City. Big, the main point is we're just trying to bring, we're bridging the gap between student schools and, and tech companies, right? What is everybody doing to make digital for good? And then what we do is we get a spotlight from students who are using digital for good. So, for example, there's a girl that's in college named Zarelli. She's got a podcast all about mental health. Um, there's a girl named Jamin who is a girl who codes, and so she has camps. Um, there's a 10-year-old guy, young man, who his name's Joe, the gamer. Um, he's got Tourette's. He's written four children's books. Um, he has a nonprofit that is all about being kind and, you know, helping people, especially with kids who have cancer. So we mentor them. Right? These people, people come out and they help mentor these students with marketing, vision, and mission, expand your reach, and funding, right? So they can figure out those things. And then the next day, it's a live event where we bring in students from, we'll bring them in from the Bronx in New York City. They get to watch it, and it's also live streamed out. Um, so you get to watch uh, panels about mental health, panel about AI, and then there's um, in between there's the students um, where we power hour them to be able to showcase their work and what they're doing, and it's just to inspire more people to help make digital for good, and then also use digital for good is the goal. Yeah, what an absolutely incredible opportunity uh, and an incredible event for you to put on and really on a national a national scale. I mean, just what an amazing, uh, amazing opportunity. Uh, and it's got to be a really interesting and fun thing to work on, right? Like, oh my gosh, the work that goes into an event of that size uh, and in those locations, right? Always, always an adventure. <laughs> oh, well, and our students have to remind you is we, we actually are global now and that's kind of the fun thing. And we're continuing making, that's our five-year goal is to keep being more globalized. And so our content is being pushed out into more countries. And so it's being turned into different languages, which is mind blowing uh, to see your work created in several different languages and pushed out and live streamed into other countries as well. Absolutely. How spectacular. Uh, that is so cool. Now, uh, we also should mention along the way, I always love including this as part of the show is Kim Cars, who I'm talking with, executive uh, director, the co-founder of Digital for Good and uh, ICanHelp.net, uh, talking about digital literacy, social media with young people and how it deals with. Kim, one of the major things you do also, like you mentioned, you go out and do events at schools. You do, you know, you will come into a school, you will work with student populations, with parents 
parents, with administration, like all of those things. You've been to Decor and done that. You do that all across the country. Um, but the organization you are running is a nonprofit, right? I mean, you guys work, uh, you do incredible work, but at the end of the day, it's a nonprofit. And so you are always looking for support in that work as well. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And also if people want to find out more, what's the, what's the best way we can do that? So yes, we are a 5013C nonprofit. So we always tell people that, you know, everybody can help make digital for good. The question is, will you? So yes, you can donate. You can become a mentor. It's very easy to become a mentor. You can even become a volunteer. We're looking for people even to help us. Take a look at our website. There's so many ways you can even share information uh, using social media that way. Uh, attend even any of our workshops, which is fun. We do things for parents. We do parent presentations to teach them as much as we do the students because it's, it's, uh, they need to be taught just as much because this is hard to parent in this, this digital era for no, sure. So no I kidding, love right? supporting them. Yeah, supporting them. I love it. And the uh, the website itself, ICanHelp.net. Uh, Kim, is there anyone that has stuck out to you or a young person that has really just like been an aha moment or those things that really just push you to keep doing what you're doing, even uh, even at the moments where it's uh, perhaps hitting big challenges? Oh, man. There's been so many students that we get encounter you know, on a regular basis that you know reach out to us for help. Um, we've been hit a lot this year with sextortion where they uh, get tricked by professionals that are usually are in a third world country for nude images or even videos of them. And then they basically say, give me $500 or I'm going to give this to your friends and family. Right. So helping people in those kind of emotion like needs is really difficult. Um, I just helped the superintendent with somebody paid money to get court documentation on a manifesto that a student written, um, and they wanted to put it up on social media. Like, uh, and this, this is, we got to remind people, this is youth. These are youth and it's, they're doing things now and it's magnified. And I did things at a, a young age, but it never, I, and I got caught <laughs> and I got in trouble, but it never was magnified, uh, to the level that we're doing now. And I think that's the big thing that I'm hoping we can get people to understand is these are still youth. They're going to make mistakes and we need to be there to support them and work side by side with them and not, in front of them knowing more, not behind them knowing less. We need to work with them in this digital era for sure. Yeah, what a what an incredible way to to describe that. Uh, I, I love that. The work you're doing is absolutely incredible. The work the organization is doing is incredible and very positive, uh, you know, and, and, and helping young people navigate uh, the world we live in these days. It's super cool. I know that you are back in Decorah frequently, so I look forward to seeing you when you're here again at some point. Uh, and uh, we already talked a little bit. One last question that I sometimes ask people, uh, is there a perfect day for you in Decorah or something that you look so forward to when you get to come back and visit? Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. Every day. Uh, it would definitely be a nice day where I get to go out biking the whole loop around the trail. And then I get home and go play some pickleball. And then from pickleball, we get to go have a, have a beer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then, and then some whippy dip, right. And some maybe pizza. So all that is, <laughs> is amazing. And seeing some of my favorite people out there. So shout out to all my favorite decor natives that I get to hang out with when I'm there. Absolutely. I love it so much. Kim, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Again, Kim Carr, executive director, co uh, co-founder of Digital for Good. Find it all online at iCanHelp.net. We'll see you on the home front sooner than later. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Rhymes with Decora, podcast project of Inspire Media. I'm your host, Benji Nichols. 
We're telling you stories about communities you love by people you trust. Find it all online. Iloveinspired.com. Uh, we're in our third season of the show. You can find those all at decora.fun. That's it. Type it in, decora.fun. If you've enjoyed the music on this show, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zelinsky. Nick is a decoran. He's a drummer, a spectacular gentleman. Find him online at Indicative of Drumming. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next time on Rhymes of Decora. Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com.